There we go, everyone. Oh, we've got some in already there. Ballyson allotment man. Hello, grown local. Ian, how are you doing? Amelia. Robin, how are you doing? Now, Amelia's saying I would grow spring onions. So you must have been chatting before. Urban White Fox, Buffalo Fox. I've been emailing. Or somehow, how would we get... Oh, through message. Urban White Buffalo Farm. How are you doing, sir? From the USA as well. Now, just before we kind of get settled, am I echoing? Everyone else can hear us normally, but I can hear still bloody echoing. I wonder if there's a switch on these picking things. So just let us know if I'm echoing. Doo -doo -doo. Just wait a few seconds, get things sorted. Get a few folks in here. That'll be fantastic. We are going to... What am I going to do? I'm going to put this out. This is a little, and I'll mention it again as well, to go over to Potty Mouth Garden Club on Patreon. This will be a podcast with no adverts or anything like that. And you can just kind of listen to it because we waffle on for about an hour. And that's quite a long time just to sit here, but there might be something nice that you've missed. So Potty Mouth Garden Club, £2 a month, no adverts. Or when I get it sorted out, you can get it on iTunes, but there'll be a podcast as well. But there'll be adverts in that because I can't stop that. And the bracelet's coming off there now. I must be losing a bit weight. <laughs> right then, let's bring our guests in. All together there. I just want to say hello. hello. Actually, I was going to ring the thing. Hello, everyone. Everyone. So hello. we've got Stephen, JB, and Audrey. Got Audrey back. I'm saying the boss is in the house. So <laughs> we'll run the intro and then we'll say hello. <laughs> There we go, yes. So, Brilliant. Uh, I love it, to be honest. I'm really quite pleased with that. So, uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Stephen, it's nice to have hello. you back, sir. Is that, that it? I had it gone somewhere. <laughs> How are you doing? I thought I was part of the furniture. Um, yeah, I'm fine. You're good, good. What, anything good. you've been planting this week? Um, oh, sorry, sowing. Sowing this week. Sowing, oh loads. I've done all, all my squashes, all my cucumbers, uh, mm -hmm. butternut squashes, courgettes, all the hot weather stuff. Oh, and my melons as well, all them. And a right. few brassicas and some lettuce. And uh, oh, there's something else as well. I've forgotten now. Bless it's all on the video. <laughs> Guess who we've got as well? The young, the young lads here. How are you doing, GRB? Hey, Naturally, GRB. Thank you very much. Now, he did tell us. You're not here next week, so I'm expecting 110% today from you. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, just before we start then, Jimmy, if I've got this lined up right, let's just show this picture there is my sunflowers for Ukraine. Have you sown any yet? I've just sown them. Yeah, I sowed them earlier today. <laughs> so, Never. A little bit behind. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have Audrey. Audrey, lovely to have you back, lass. Wonderful to be back. Oh, thank you very much. How how has it been? Have you, did you miss her? Did 
Did I what? Did you miss us? Oh, I was in the chat. I didn't all miss right, you at all. Right. Oh, yeah. I showed oh, that's up. Lovely. Anyway. That's lovely. Yeah. What have you been sewing this week? Uh, well, uh, this week is going to be all my warm weather stuff. Uh, pretty much what Steve had just sewn yesterday, I will be doing this week. Cucumbers, uh, sunflowers. Uh, my cucumbers are about four foot tall. Oh my! Oh, yeah, some squash, <laughs> those kind of things. Oh, you know what? We'll just wait and see who ends up with the better ones. I know, I know. Where you see my next video? It's things that turn into a bloody nightmare. To be honest, yeah, Disneyland. So, what? Let's have a look then. What? What we've been sowing? What have we been planting? Is because because I've been putting out some. Some multi-sown, what do you call them, beetroots. Anybody been putting any beetroot out? Uh, we'll yet. be tomorrow. Tomorrow I will be doing that because we're we're getting quite warm here now. So, so have you, did you multi-sow yours, Audrey? Then or I did, and I have some that aren't. So I'm going to do a little. Let's just see how they work. Because this is one of my topics today, is like because I was just when I was out the garden this morning at six o'clock. I'll I'll have you all know. Wow! Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's twice in a in a row just to get things done. To be honest, Audrey, how do you feel about multi sewing? Then do you think it's a, a kind of a nice? Because I know Charlie Dowden, you know, goes on about oh, it. Oh yeah. But I, I tell you why I'm come from this. It's just because I, I read somewhere that or, or someone was mentioning that it wasn't. For him or her, I can't remember now, wasn't as good as just single row, beetroot, you know, spaced nicely apart. Well, I don't need beetroot that are the size of a softball. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to have small, tender ones. Uh, so I don't mind uh, doing that at all. But I am doing some uh, that are just going to be in a single row. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a little bit of both. And I do that with radish, too. Why would you, why would you just do... Do it. Do you expect to get a better crop from? Well, I'm one doing or the other? a different. I'm doing a different beat, and I want to see uh, what it does. Right, right. It's like a. It's and I can't think of the name at the moment, but it's like a. It's almost a blonde beet. So I want to see how big does it grow if I don't, if I just grow them singly. Right. And how do they taste? Yeah. So that's why I'm doing them that way. JB, what about you? Are you kind of? One way or the other, or do you do a bit of mixing, matching, and yeah? So, I've done a bit of multi sowing. So, I did beetroot multi sowing last year, and that was just straight in the ground, no modules or anything. And um, they came out okay, you know, it was the same thing, like they come out a little bit smaller, but that's kind of fine with beetroot, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. No, I was just, I was quite when I read this, I was thinking, I wonder if we're all sometimes almost like blinkered with you know charlie dowden and kind of the way his methods are because it's a given that the, the work but then it was just you know the, the flip the coin someone says well actually i'm getting better results just single row and i guess a, a beetroot one's nice you know it's a nice kind of size to just easily it's not a carrot where you've got thirty thousand in a, in a square inch Stephen, multi-sown or single row? I've gone back to single row this year simply because, as the other two have just said, you get much smaller beats with um, with the multi-sown. And, and that's great because you can pick the bigger ones off, but I want to harvest them. When I harvest it, I want to take the lot 
and I want big ones so that I can boil them up and cut them up and make chutneys out of. So I don't want to be faffing on, faffing on with smaller beets. If I want smaller beets, and what I'm doing this year is, I, I think JB just sort of hinted at it there, where you just sow a little bit thicker within a row and you'll get much more beets come up there and they'll, they'll come up smaller. So I get the best of both worlds and I just direct sow. I think I've put three rows in so far this year. But is that, Steve, is that not like, say, if you don't go, say, down the, the multi-saw, because in multi-saw you have them in like in your little trees, you can have a little bit of heat, you can get, like, jump start. Is it not worth the jump start, or are you not bothered about the jump start? Not really. Um, not really that bothered with the jump start, to be honest, um, because, yeah, no, I'm just not that bothered with it. There's so much other stuff to eat and coming out of the allotment anyway that I'm quite happy to wait, what, an extra couple of weeks, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose I am as well. I forgot to mention, everybody, if um, you want a question asked, please pop it in the comments in capitals so that the old fella here can kind of see see them there. <laughs> Um, Major the dog is acting is acting is asking his peas are getting eaten by mice. Any advice? Yeah, I can. I'll take that one. Use um, use the floating shelf like I do. Multi sow them into modules or into a gutter. Wait for them to grow. Uh, I just planted out some peas the other day. They were twelve inches tall, straight out of a gutter pit. There, the mice won't bother them at all now. Is is peas a, a kind of a favourite of mice, or will it just go for? Because yeah. I haven't got that much trouble with mice, not that much, should I say? I know they're there, you know, kicking around. But do the is peas like a, a piece de resistance? You know what I mean? Like kind of a special. It's one of them. them. Yeah, uh-huh. it's one of them. They'll also eat your beetroot as well. So when you get nibbled beetroot later in the season, people think it's slugs. It's not. It's mice and mice. rats as well. They'll have a go at them. Well, now. Now you've mentioned that, Stephen, because I thought it was. That's where I've been kind of with, you know, like <laughs> splatter gunned me nematodes everywhere. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it might be like kind of the mice, you know what I mean? You never you never know. Bloody hell. Well, they do They do say that where you've got rats, you don't have mice, and where you've got mice, you haven't got rats. So if you identify which pest you've got, you know you haven't got the well, other. Well, I have seen rats, so... Who knows? But apparently, there's there's rats every thirty yards from where, you know what I mean. So, well, they reckon you're never more than ten foot away from a rat. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I also um, find that those uh, rodents don't like, you know, the wedding tool or the the fabric that you make little tutus out for little girls. Right. You know, I'm, just I'm not familiar in. with that, Audrey. I'm not familiar well, with that uh, that craft. Well, anyway, uh, they don't like that stuff. So I find if I'm not really quite sure what's going on with something, I just shove some of that fabric in in front of those and see if that keeps them away. Because they don't, it sticks to their feet or like it's uncomfortable for them to walk through and they don't like chewing through it. Right. So that's just, that's just a standard one that I give it a shot and see what happens. GB, would you ever consider wearing pink frilly nets on your guard? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that something you're, you're interested in? Is that a side, a side of you we, we see? 
<laughs> yeah, the the mice would just be scared off at the sight of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you who would look a little bit strange in a in a pink little dress. <laughs> I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. Back when I, when I started gardening with my granddad, the thing we used to do with the peas to keep the mice off was actually soak them in paraffin. We'd soak them in paraffin for two days and then plant them, and the mice never touched them. Right. Bloody hell, man. I've never that heard safe? of that. Yeah. yeah. Where have you pulled that one from? Who? That would be that that tip should be banned now. It's you know yeah, it, it was banned with the, the slug pellets last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor poor Ernie with the fag hanging out of his mouth doing his reading. <laughs> no eyebrows. <laughs> Graham oh, Pearson is asking first time grown garlic and the leaves have orange spots. Is this rust? Any tips to prevent this? Stephen. I don't think. Sorry, Roger. I'll, I'll, I'll ask Stephen. I don't think you can, you can prevent rust, can you? I, I know you it's coming on. It. It's Mine is coming. There's some coming on mine on, from the, on the outside. Inside the polytunnel hasn't got any yet. But it's got the little, you know, the telltale signs I think are coming. But I'm not certainly not going to worry about it. No, it just looks unattractive. It it doesn't really, um, it doesn't harm the plants in any way. But yeah, that's definitely yeah. rust. Those are orange postules on on the leaves. Yeah. So does it do? Is it like a hundred percent? Nothing to worry. It won't damage it a hundred percent, or will it kind of affect the growth? Well, I mean, it's a blemish on the plant, so the plant isn't growing healthily. It's not growing to its full potential, but um, so something else could later in the season feasibly come in and, and attack the plants and then destroy it. But I've never really had any problems with rust and I've never really used any preventions. I think some people spray some spray it with something, but I've never really bothered with it. It's just there and it, you just mm -hmm. get on with it. GB, have you got garlic in this year? <laughs> No, no, I gave up because no. of uh, white rot. All oh, right, that's garlic. right. Uh -huh. Well, was, I'm kind of doing this ba balancing act tight rope as well. You know what I mean? So, is it right yeah, across I, your thing? Is there no way to cheat it for a, a year I'm, or something? I'm fairly sure the the onions seem a lot more resistant to it, um, and my leek my leeks are fine. Leeks seem to be unaffected, and my onions last year they did okay, um, and I've sort of been. <laughs> I don't really know if it's the right thing to do, but I've been planting onions in different parts of the plot, which probably just spreading it. But, you know, I might find a bit of the plot where they do better. Well, um, no, no, honestly, I mean, I kind of, my method is if I've had like a good bed, I think, right, that one's a good one. And I, I know certain ones are crappy. I think eventually, because, you know, you're mixing your compost each year, yeah. like top, you know, putting it as topsoil. So eventually I think there's going to be no ones, but... I think with onions, if I get it, we'll just eat them straight away. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of just get them get them chopped off. I just make it look nice. You know what I mean? I take all that crappy off up the allotment so it still looks like I can go to like, look at that groove. That's 
little did they know it was like covered in kind of pus <laughs> and rancid kind of juice dripping I from it. I it before I brought it home. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, I just said, uh, just so I look like I can actually grow something. You know? <laughs> Ben's asking, just we'll get into some more questions, but a few questions there. I have some scorched yellowing leaves on his spinach. Should I cut them off or just leave them on? Audrey, spinach. I'd cut them off. I, I think it keeps the plant healthier if you don't have any uh, leaves that are uh, just sapping uh, energy from the plant that aren't going to contribute. So I exactly. would take them off. Uh, anything that looks bad, I would take off. It's funny when you said that, because I was thinking, I wonder if it's just the same as what we've been talking about, but you actually eat the leaves, so you don't want crappy leaves, really. Right, you know? and, it, and it does, you know, the, the, the plant is still trying to keep it alive, even though it's not going to stay alive. So I'm always, take it off and let give the plant a better chance. Yeah, Steve, any thoughts that. on that? Yeah, exactly the same thing, really. If it's not contributing anything to the plant, there's no point in it being there and taking up resources. So, mm -hmm. yeah, just get rid of it. I'm just worried in case GB hasn't actually planted any spinach this year. Have you done anything? <laughs> he hasn't planted you? anything, has he? Are you just, just doing chilies this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. No, I do have spinach. It's sown, but it's not germinated yet. So right. Have you... tend, my spinach does tend to just get slugged, though. But I try do you, well, do you do that in modules or do you have you just gained just yeah so i've last the first two years i grew it in little pots and modules and then every time i transplanted it out it just went uh and kind of gave up um and it's not recommended apparently to to do that so i'm giving it a go direct so this year right. do you guys now, transplant funny enough it works from it's worked for me every time modules showed but it's what Steve kind of mentioned. I think you'll probably mention it again now. Is just kind of batter it with water for that first three or four days a week. Give it like a water every day. Have you done multi sowing spinach, Steve, or not? That's one thing I haven't actually put in. I tend to put that in towards the back end of autumn, really, because I've got so many salad leaves in the summer that I don't really need it. But, um, yeah, towards the back end, and then I grow that variety, Giant Winter, which is a, a brilliant one. I grow that one in a tunnel. But, yeah, definitely. Any new plants just need loads of water until the roots get out and then hold right back on the water so that the roots go down looking for it. Did you see that top tip there? Just giving away nothing. I mean, no kind of... It, it, it is, you know what I mean? It's, and that's why I'm kind of harping with this, this show. It's fantastic. Little tips like that. Because I wouldn't have held back. I would have watered it nicely. But then, you know, once a week, give it a little kind of treat. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> who, who knew kind of hold back? And it's, it, in a way, it's almost, Steve, like common sense. Let the roots go out and get, get water. Well, that's, it. that's it. If it's all wet on the top, Tony, then... The roots haven't got to go anywhere to um, to look for water. It's all there. Mm -hmm. And you get a weaker plant and it wobbles. So it's a good trick that to make sure it goes down looking for water, then it'll find more nutrients as well. So Now, Stephen, last week on the show, I asked you, and I got I got a text off Steve, I think 20 minutes later, that I says, how's your carrots germinated, Stephen? And, and, and on, on video, he hadn't actually checked. He went up the corn, and they have germinated. And I got a text yeah. 20 minutes later. Tony, they, they, they have germinated. So is, is everything looking good there with the carrots, Steve? 
Yeah, they're coming on. They're they're slow, but they're 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 all coming through. All the seeds I've sown outside are now showing through. So that's me parsnips, me turnips, radish, uh, me beetroot, uh, me carrots. They're all coming through. So I'm I'm delighted with that. Right. Well, I'm still. I think I did. Did I do mine last week? So I'm still waiting for the parsnips and the the carrots. I'm I'm going up every other day and giving just making sure that bed's nicely conditioned you know it's not drying out it's nothing that so i'm hoping do you know what i mean i'm, I'm hoping yeah audrey do you have anything going on any troubles germinating have you got carrots coming through like steve have we got have you got snow still because the last time i was uh, here, you had bloody oh, snow yeah, finally i think the snow is over finally uh but it's been raining like crazy so i don't have carrots in yet uh i don't have parsnips in uh yeah, I think tomorrow uh, is supposed to be clear, so I'm getting a lot of uh, brassicas out into the garden and uh, maybe some potatoes planted tomorrow as well. But, yeah, it's been awful out there. So, so when you're talking about brassicas there, you just – because I'm just – have you actually sown them and they're up now and you're going to just transplant them? Oh, yeah. Then? Yes, yes, I'm yeah. just transplanting. That's yeah. what, Funny enough, that's one of the things I was saying – Keeping, I'm too busy. I haven't even taken the camera. I'm just kind of have to get like four beds done with all my kind of brass or the brassicas I want in out, so right. they're done. Um, and I do see that Jane Kelly's in the chat, oh. uh, and I want to give a little plug to the Transatlantic Melon Challenge. So I'm getting those seeds in. I actually I have a granddaughter coming this coming weekend, and we're going to plant them together. For the transatlantic melon challenge, so right. did yeah. you see, Steve? You've planted your melon. Yeah, um, was it yesterday or the day before? I think uh, I've sown mine in the greenhouse. Yeah. What? Um, what for? Because I haven't got a melon. So, is it um, too late for us to go and find a melon? No, 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 not at all. I yeah. use Hale's Best this year. I think this year and last year was Hale's Best. Um, I tend to go for the cantaloupe melons myself. Right, right. Are you taking Jane's challenge, the melon? Um, I don't like going, going entering challenges because the, generally that means I fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the one challenge we did, you, you bloody walked it. So, bloody, oh, well, that was easy. It was against you. Your carrots, you bloody hell. <laughs> May I tell you what, my, my, uh, what you call it, are looking fantastic. I'm just going to just ignore that you didn't say that. <laughs> it's, it's my show. I'll just ignore that, that comment. <laughs> no, what me, uh, Celeriac seems to be doing all right. You know what I mean? I kind of. We have John Goldthorpe is asking, never heard of these, John. Anyone heard of Walking Onions? Yes. Mm -hmm. I've tried those before. They're, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> they're a bit of a waste of time because the onions are only this this sort of size, yeah. and and they just sprout from there. And then they oh, right, again. right. Is that them? Right. I grew them a few years back just for fun. Do they, what's the flavour like? Never ate one. They were too small. I reckon by the time I'd peel it, I might have half a slice. There was nothing <laughs> to them. They're tiny little things. Right. Have you heard of them, JB? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise they were so small, but I, I've not got the a grain. Egyptian. But, um, Egyptian. Mm, 
Yeah, yeah. I think they seem like an interest plant, you know, a novelty more than a yeah. uh, a cropping plant. Audrey, we've got a question. This might be up your street there from, is it Ange Kovo? How to get more pumpkins and squash on one vine? How to get more? Uh huh. See, so, yeah, I would be uh, knocking them off. <laughs> yeah, it's usually how do you get a bigger one, but uh -huh. you, you know. Uh, how do you get more? Well, I guess you grow a variety that says they're very prolific. Um, but because of the size those vines take up, uh, yeah, that's that's all going to be about variety, I think, and keeping it well watered, giving it a little uh, fertilizer. But, mm -hmm. you know, some, some it's kind of like corn. Some will say it's going to do two ears, and some will say the squash will produce three plants uh, or three pumpkins. Uh, so you just got to go for a variety that is very prolific, if that's how you want to do it. Audrey, just getting back to to the melons then, because I I think Ian yeah. from Grown Local sent me a melon last was it last year, Ian? Maybe I, I don't know. Yes, but it didn't I remember really, that. It, it it went. I'll be honest. It went to the size of a cricket ball, not a very big cricket ball. You know what I mean? It was kind of what am I doing wrong, and what can I do to get it like a at least, like, see a small football. Well, I think um, you Korea. might. That went in very late, as I recall, because that right. went in the corner of your polytunnel. Yeah, that's right. So that went in really late. Uh, I would get it in earlier. And if you want to get a bigger fruit, I take out any extra um, blossoms that are going to produce fruit and let it all pour into one. And then you might get a, one big melon or bigger. And do melon. you have to kind of? self-pollinate them you know like shake them and do anything like that or well you can uh like any other uh melon or squash you can for sure do that uh and i don't know your doors are open a lot in there don't mm -hmm. you get yeah yeah a lot of so i would imagine you'd be okay but you can sure self-pollinate it mm -hmm. uh, but i probably wouldn't go for more than one or two if you're trying to get it to ripeness for a melon uh-huh well, like you, you see, it's it's you see them in the shops, and I might just cheat and just buy one from a garden <laughs> center. I actually, might just buy one from the supermarkets and just like eee! and put it in, like put it actually well, in and, the polytunnel. Guys, Look at that. Where's don't that really come get from? Hot. You don't get as hot as we do, uh -huh. so I think melons are a little more of a challenge for you for sure, just because of climate. Waitrose, Alan. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> he was waiting, waiting. Very good. Uh, I didn't prompt them, JB. It was all natural. It was all natural. Um, when should you plant your sweet corn? Where am I? Is asking. Where should you? When? Sorry, should you plant your sweet corn outside? Now today, I have just sown mine. Let's just see if I can put that on. There you go. Look at that. And wow. while we're on here, but while I've got that picture on. You know, you know, Tony, they'll, they'll do better if you bury them a little bit. Now, wait a minute, Audrey. This is something I'm going to startle you here. I've invented a new type of sowing seeds, right? Okay. Now, honestly, don't get it. Look, I'm telling you, this is new. It's revolutionary. You put oh, the my seed, word. fill your thing, your thing up. Don't put your finger in where, like that silly old bugger there puts his finger in and kind of washes, you know, just press... Press it down, put the seeds on, and press it down, and then that's it. Do you know what I mean? 
So you see Zion on the top and you press it down and that's it. Then you cover it up. You don't put your finger that's in the hole. That's how the silly old bugger did it yesterday. <laughs> so did, so I've, I think I've been, I, I don't want to claim it, but I'm going to call it Tony's way of sowing seeds from now on. It's a, like, it's a, it's a now, it's an industry standard. Put your seeds on the top and then just push them down. And you can push them down to the perfect, where if you're wiggling your hole oh, in. Indeed. Is this a new revelation for you, Tony? It's, Audrey, I've patented it. I've put my money where my mouth is. You can thank us later for that for that one. Wow. Well, I think it's well, time for Tony to move on to stage two gardening. <laughs> well, I've still got to get to pull them radishes and get me certificates level one. So I've got to wait for me level one certificate. But where am I? He's asking, Tony, when should you plant out sweet corn? So like the day I've just sown mine, Stephen, you're a sweet corn guru. When should you plant it out? Well, I just sowed mine yesterday on my last video using the same patented method <laughs> now used by Tony C. Smith, by the way. Oh, you know. But they'll come up really, really quick. As soon as the root comes out of that seed, they'll grow an inch or two long within a day. They want to yeah. be in and out of those trays super quick. So probably within side two weeks mine will be planted out but they'll go out with the hot box protection until those plants reach the lid then i'll take the lid off and let them carry on growing so they they can go out under protection this month the right ah you see i haven't really got it's too i'm just gonna chance that's level it. three i'll just i know <laughs> see that's why you're an, an advanced user <laughs> JB, have you sweet corn? Is there something you're, you're going to try? I wish. So, sweet corn is like my number one. I wish I could grow it on the plot, but I don't have enough space. So, like when I prioritize all, all my crops to grow, uh, I just don't quite have enough for sweet corn. And because you need to grow a relatively large amount for it to wind pollinate with each other, is that right? I hope that's right. Yeah. No, um, then. I, I just haven't been able to find the space for it, basically. But I'm at some I'm point. Probably actually, I'm probably because you're not going anything just... else, are you? Oh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> oh, he's on top. Eh? He's on top form. I've had a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cumbrian tea, yeah. It's the, the water straight off the fells, man. It's like it hasn't been kind of chlorinated or anything. It's still really raw. Audrey, what about you then over there in good old America? Sweet corn. Well, I, and I think, JB, you'd have enough room to do some. You don't have to plant a lot of them. You just have to plant them in a square. Yeah. So they get pollinated yeah. from any direction. And because I've grown like nine and they've been beautiful. So, and that takes up what, a foot? I mean, that didn't take up much room at all. I plant things yeah, pretty close. I'm just saying you could. Uh, but I mine are all started, and they're going to be going out um, as soon as my night times are over fifty. I'll uh, put them out, which might be another week or so. Will the cold just knock them, or will it kill them? It depends how cold, but it would at least knock them. I think. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, that's a warm. That to me is like a tomato. It's a warm weather plant. Yeah, so I agree. I'm just careful. I, I hold them back if I have to, just so they don't get the knock. Because mm -hmm. they'll catch up. They'll they'll still grow, and you'll still get something. 
But yeah, it's not worth knocking them. Well, because mine are going to go as well, JB. Mine are going to go in the kind of probably my smallest bed. And I'll, I'm going to put them actually probably pretty close together as well. So maybe you can, you could. You got your finger out and started actually doing something in your garden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I, I know you can, you can just, you've got the ideal prop there just to take the headphones. I'm out of here. I'm done. Putting up with this. Yes, yes. I shot a weird rose for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would, would you not fancy it, JB? I could give it a go. So the issue is if, um, if I give over space to sweet corn, I've probably got to stop a different um, one of my space hogging like calculates, like squashes right. or cucumbers, um, which is doable, you know. But um, I didn't get any cucumbers last year, so I really want some this year because <laughs> I love growing those. <laughs> so I've, I've got a few of those going in the greenhouse at the moment. So you can uh, grow sweet corn remains on the list. What was if that, Steve? Sweet corn cucumbers. Aye. Uh? Mm. Interesting. So you'd be growing your cucumbers in in the greenhouse, did you say, JB? No, they go out. All oh, right, out. right. They're an outdoor one. There's no um, space in the greenhouse for anything other than chili peppers. Chilies, I know, you see. That's what it is. No, bite yourself, John. No, I was going to say, chuck them chilies out. Let me win the chili competition and then you can win. <laughs> 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 Jenny's asking, Jenny Hewlett, can you freeze melon if you have a good harvest, P- particularly no. if you have too many? Audrey, that'll be another. Yeah, I I would not. Um, I don't know what frozen melon would even um, end up tasting like. It's such a, no. a water. I mean, there's so much uh, water inside a melon. I mean, you might end up with ice cubes, but... I don't know that you could ever. I don't know that you could eat it again. You know. No. Yeah. Let's I, let's ask the chef. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone for dinner. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. As too as Audrey rightly says, there the water content's just far too high, and when when you freeze something, the water's pushed out. When it defrosts, it draws it back in, and you'd just be left with a, a mush. Might be all right for smoothies, but I, I must admit I'd rather just go and buy a fresh melon for that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try it. Mm-hmm. While we're on, I just want to press my little button there, just to don't forget to subscribe to the channel. That would be fantastic. Always, always a pleasure to see new folks. Any tips, Mark Townsend's asking. Townsend's asking any tips for dealing with. Fungus gnats in the polytunnel. Mm. Stephen? I think they get cooked, don't they? Oh, wait, well, I'll go to GB then. What did you say, GB? I think, I think, I could be wrong, but I think fungus gnats tend to need a kind of milder temperature. And I, I imagine in a polytunnel, as soon as the temperature gets up, they'll, they'll get cooked. I find the same thing is true with aphids. Um, if, you know, once you get past kind of uh, mid-June, the aphids stop becoming a problem in the greenhouse because it's just too hot for them. Certainly in my greenhouse, anyway. But um... you know your greenhouse, then, JB. Do you on like say the height of summer? Have you got like doors, windows open? Do you leave that open all night, or do you shut every year in evening? Yeah. Kind of going up, shutting or past about June, it does just tend to stay open. Um, mm-hmm. This year, I've got an auto vent 
for the window that I've not installed yet. <laughs> it's on the to-do list. I finally got some glass for my greenhouse, so, so yay. <laughs> um, and putting an auto vent in the window, so that should just help a little bit um, if it does drop at night. So tell us, because I'm a, like a polytunnel through and through, never had, never had a greenhouse. How does the auto vent work then? How does it? It's just they're, a, they're filled with a wax cylinder. Um, so it's, they, they say they're solar powered, but it's just the heat of the uh, solar action expands and contracts the wax. Oh, right, right. Kind of, it's got like a manual setup. So you just kind of, there's a nut or a bolt to twist and, you know, you set it up like that. And then um, it just relies on the heat of the sun. Right. Everyone raves about that. They're meant to be very good. So we'll see. I've never, never heard. Stephen, have you got anything like that in your little... Not on my greenhouse at home, but I have just bought a couple of um, similar to the auto vents. Are you talking about the Louvre vents or is it an auto vent that you bought, JB? This one's for the window. So it's just like a window hinge that opens and closes the the top window. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. I'm putting on the big tunnel this year. They're down there now waiting for me to fit. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I've got a couple of those there going on. To open them up, and as JB says, it's a it's a, a wax cylinder. And as it heats up, it pushes a piston out, which pushes an actuator, which opens the window for you. So, yeah, they're brilliant things. Hmm. So, wait, wait a minute, am I missing something here? How how, how are you fitting yeah. one of them to a polytunnel? On on my door. Oh right, right. Oh. So it'll just open the door. No, no. I'll, I'll I'm gonna. Build the window inside one of the panels ah, on right, the door, right, right. Uh, on hinges. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a little minute there of lapse, and I just went off into another world. There, and I just didn't know just, if just I was bad or balling. <laughs> just stick to gates, Tony. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, you know, I'm thinking. Polytunnel? I've never heard that. Are you going to just cut like a little oh, section of <laughs> the whole the whole tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a question here. William Long is asking. You think he planted burpless cucumber on March the thirteenth and potted them on last week in yogurt pots? Now they have flowered. He lives in Ayrshire. Should I pot them on? Plant indoors, still frosty. So I'd be nipping them flowers out, to be honest, if it was me. Yep. But yep. Yeah. Yep. Just nip yep. them flowers out, keep them, keep them indoors. Yeah, pop them on. Mm-hmm. Whenever a plant, whenever the roots are coming out the bottom of a pot, pot it on regardless. Just it's it's the plants trying to get out the pot. The pot's too small, needs more nutrients. So put it in a bigger pot and just keep going up. I'm about to tomorrow or the day after my tomatoes will be potted on. For a third time, and they're going into six-inch pots. Then I'm having a nightmare with my bloody tomatoes. But anyway, that's another. That's another video. That's another. Video. Tomato accomplished here, then, Tom. <laughs> hey, we've got loads of questions going. Let's just see if I've got anything. I've got me phone here. If there's a, like, if I've got any good topics. Um. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about because I seem. I put a little post out. Volunteer. I think we've talked about this before. Kind of touched on it. Volunteer vegetables. Like, right. I'm now convinced. I'm a better grower. Leave it. Like, you know, the harvest and the volunteers are way better than what I can produce. I got some spring onions the other day, which were just like, they must have come from last year. And they're just like the size of your thumb. 
And like, you know, like I, I look and I mother and I cuddle all these other ones I'm trying to bring on myself and they're like bloody pencils. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> what I'm good, what I'm asking is, would you, Steve, would you, if you see a volunteer, are you just like rip it out or do you give it a chance? It depends where it is. If it's in a piece of ground what I want to use for something else, I'll rip it out. I, I don't worry too much about it. Um, otherwise, I'll just let things be. I mean, just this last week, I I found a load of lupin and um, achillea seedlings, their flowers, uh, in a bed that I was going to use. So I rescued them, put potted them on under in the polytunnel. They'll flower next year. Mm-hmm. But I did take them out, but rescued them. What about you, JB? Are you a, a volunteer saver or a killer? Yeah, generally, I like to save. I picked up like a nice, I read Liz Zorab's book recently, which is really good. I definitely, definitely recommend. And one of her tips is to leave weeds, uh, you know, to get on a little bit so that you find out what you're actually weeding, um, because it's not always something that you want to get rid of. Um, <laughs> you're telling us up now so, i went around the gone with a flamethrower last week man for god's sake you know what i mean yeah, so... <laughs> well, yeah. hopefully there was nothing uh no volunteers there but yeah. um yeah generally i like to do that a little bit and see what's coming up and exactly like steve says it depends where it is this year i've got a bit of a problem in that i've got a lot of volunteer potatoes that are coming up like all over the place you know put in nice potato rows and it's just Bring oh, it up no, right into um, and I don't that. know if they're going to be too good, but uh, probably going to leave them. I think even like potatoes in tubs, I get volunteer, you know, like because they fall out when you kind of get you, you know, you're shaking them out and getting them and harvesting them. The, there was in the actual the, the potatoes section, there's still wood there coming up, and it's like, oh, God, they annoy us, I'll be honest. But any other volunteer, <laughs> like, a, like, like a lettuce or a, or a spring onions, or you know, I'm thinking, oh. I'm sure even in this little lane, and the council will probably come up and weed kill, but well, they might not now for money saving. But there's, I'm sure there's a rapeseed coming. Do you know what I mean? It looks like a kind of little cabbage first, but I'm sure it's going into rapeseed. And I was thinking, do you know what I mean? Just for me, my volunteers are stunning. Do you know what I mean? They're just like left alone, not messed on with me, and they're, they're great. You know what I mean? So. Didn't you, didn't you have a, a lettuce on the old bench last year or something? In, in I, your I, <laughs> actually, I picked them out and kept them and planted them and they were away. I mean, Audrey, what about you? Are you a kind of volunteer saver or, or, oh, or just absolutely. like a, tid- a tidy garden? Oh, no, absolutely. I'll just move them <coughs> to somewhere else. But, yeah, uh, if mm-hmm. they are a seed and they want to grow, I'm going to do everything I can to help them do that. So There you go. They just may not be in the place I want them, but I'll move them. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's definitely, there you go, then, there you go. So let's have a look there. Amanda Simpson is asking, all my tomatoes died off. Should I cheat and go to the garden centre and try again with seeds? Go, go to the garden centre, Amanda, honestly. Yeah, that's not cheating. That is not cheating. If you, yeah. I mean, you've tried. But it's Yes, that is it's not cheating. Go for it, yes. What is it now? Is May the is it May the third? Second. Second. It's not close. Is it? Yeah, second. Yeah, second. She's she's bloody right again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! So it is a bit late, is it? You think to grow a seed now, surely, Stephen? No, you can still get still get away with it now (laughs) if uh, if you wanted to. 
You knew I was going to say not- that anyway. If you're living in bloody Italy, maybe. Surely not now the northeast of England, man. You'll not be able to get a sword no, tomorrow, because- no. Because they're really going to get away quickly. I mean, I just sold you the, the atomic grape that you sent me and the, and the seeds that Audrey sent me only a couple of weeks ago, and they're already six inches tall. They're uh-huh. going to catch up my other plants that were sown a couple of months earlier. They're mm-hmm. racing away. Mm-hmm. They go so quick, tomatoes. Oh, amazing, especially... In two days, they're just new leaves all over the place. What, like rockets. what variety are you growing, JB? Oh, I've got a few. Um, I actually wrote these down just in case because I can never remember. Um, I think one is one that you grew. The Crimson Crush. Yes. Have you grown that? Uh, outside, Any I good? did. Really good, to be honest. Nice. Really yeah. brilliant. Okay. I did fantastic, GB. I had the biggest crop ever. So we'll see yeah. when you put yours out, see what yours is like. <laughs> <laughs> Mine were fantastic. They were sure quality. GB, sure quality. Oh, <laughs> I'll go back and check that. I think I must have picked that up from your videos because when I saw the seed, there was a. I knew well, that I'd, I'd seen it. Someone somewhere. mentioned it to me, to be honest, because it was like a, a, a tomato for outside growing, you know, and it's like blight resistant and and it was lovely, to be honest. It's a, I don't know why I'd, I haven't grown them again, to be honest. But... Yeah, nice. What else? Yeah, I've you got, got a few others as well. Oh, yeah, you've um, wrote them this delight as well, Telwa. <laughs> yeah, Gardener's Delight is like a classic, isn't it? Everyone. Everyone kind of knows that. It seems a bit standard. Like, okay. Waitrose 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 500 gram pack. <laughs> Might as well just go to the co-op and get them. <laughs> exactly. And then I've got two more, which are a bit more interesting. And these were given to me by a friend, actually. Um, and I think they're seeds from, like, Portugal or something like that. But one is called the Montserrat, yep. uh, which I think is a big one. And right. another one is called the Pineapple, which a few I mentioned in a recent oh, video. Yeah. And a few people said that's really good. So... Yep. Um, yeah, exciting. All new varieties that I've never done before. But we'll and how how big are they? Are you are you six inches, twelve oh, they're, inches? They're tiny. They've got uh, like their second set of tree leaves. I only planted them end of March. I was just like, you know, I didn't have much space for them under the grow lights, so just really casual about tomatoes because, like Steve says, once they get the sun on them, they just explode. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. catch up so quick. So no will be phones on loud there. Will um. Will they go in the in the greenhouse or nothing? Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got I've got the space reserved for four four right. tomato plants in the greenhouse, and they're going in um, one of those like self watering planters that I use. All right. Yes. Quadro. I've seen. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. I really rate it. It's cheating almost, it's isn't it? It's so like it is. Just, you can relax. You can you can have a few. I've done the cucumbers yeah. in there, and they're just. Um, Brilliant, to be honest. Um, allotment newbies asking. Hello, allotment newbie. Nice to have you on again. Audrey keeps going over your face, these things. Um, best brassica <laughs> plants to go all in one bed. Stephen. Oh, God. If you had, a, if you had a, like a range of brassica plants, which ones would you use to go in all in one bed? Well, you'd want to have a mix so, to extend your season. So I would go with kale, kale, a couple of kale, a couple of Brussels sprouts, a couple of Savoy cabbage, a couple of summer cabbage, and some broccoli. So get a nice mix together that's going to last you right the way through the season. That's probably the best way of, of saying it. Mm-hmm. And and net it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because... <laughs> 
I, I planted my brassicas out there and I had to leave two beds unattended. And I thought, I went back, like I say, six o'clock today. It was six o'clock yesterday and six o'clock this morning because I was thinking, they'll get them, they'll hammer them. Do you know what I mean? But lucky enough, they didn't. So I'd just pigeons just love. And they're there all around our allotments. You know, as soon as you, you woke up on a, like, a quiet morning, they're flapping away and you're thinking, you little buggers, yeah. Was anything to add to that, Audrey, about brassicas? No, I think uh, I think Steve gave a good list there. Uh, Yeah, and I've become a fan of sprouting broccolis instead of growing the full head. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just have better luck with that, and you chop it up to eat it anyway. So I feel like does some of the work for you. I know. It's, um, I love sprouting broccoli by now, but I want to grow, like, say, I, I guess it's like Calabrese, you know, that kind of... But I've got one in called... Is it Marathon? Does that ring a bell? Marathon or Mammoth? Marathon, I think. And I'm marathon, hoping... Yeah. I'm hoping, so you're yeah, trying to grow be. for a head? You're trying to grow for heads? Mm-hmm. Because I feel every time Calabrese, it just seems to, like, go to seed on me all the time. I can't see... The... Well, if you grow the sprouting kinds... Even if they go to seed, you can eat them. Mm. I've the the garden's oh. full of sprouting or well, two beds at this moment. Well, I can't do, I can't do purple sprouting because I can't overwinter, but I just grow sprouting uh-huh. green versions. Right. So I get it all summer, and it's wonderful. Mind you, my, I put my um, sprouting broccoli. I suppose your temperature goes down colder than ours, but I put mine out. Oh. In, I, yeah, I saw wait. it in in June. You know what I mean. Right, but you guys don't get anywhere near what we do. Mm-hmm. We go um, zero uh, Fahrenheit, which God knows what that is Celsius. Um, but I, you, I, I've seen a lot of gardeners over there go, "What's freezing out here?" It's you know it's what not, is it? Uh, it's no. Yeah, and I'm like, really? Come on, <laughs> close to zero. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anybody else yeah, put a little with... comment in, please, in capitals, if you would like to get a little question. We've been going through some. That's fantastic. Um, let's have a look. Any tips for getting rid of mare's tail? Oh, Cameron oh, Weil, you're on a hiding the nothing there. Mm. Mare's tail, it just keep coming. Does it, Steve? Yeah, it does. I mean, I've got it in my back garden at home here and I've been battling with it for three or four years. The best thing I can say is is to pull it up every time you see it. And what I tend to do is I'll sort of run my fingers down the stem and get my fingertips into the soil, grab as much of it as possible and slowly pull it up and you'll get a lot of root out. And if you use the old mantra, never let it see a Sunday, that way you'll keep on top of it. Where's he, where's he pulled that one like from? That. <laughs> that's from that's from God, Grandad's encyclopedia. Then, hey, now our, our Stephen, never let it see a light on Sunday. That's it. <laughs> what one of the Steve? What's the roots like for mare's tail? It can go down to about thirty foot. I'm led to believe. Bloody just hell. Spread. It is wow. mental. It's a, it's a crazy thing. They used to have it. It used to be a tree back in prehistoric times, and it would grow to about twelve foot thick. I think somebody once told me this this tree, but that was related to the same 
to the same plants and was just as bad then. Wow. But now it's just a weed. Weed mm. killers, it's a glossy leaves on it. Weed killers can't penetrate it. And I've even heard of people who will tread on the leaves to, to break the leaves so the weed killer will get in and then they'll wrap it in a plastic bag and spray weed killer in it. Still doesn't wow. kill it. Goodness. It's really pernicious and horrible. Cameron. <laughs> yeah, I think you're knackered there, lad. Think, uh... Just keep pulling it and never let it see a Sunday. That's the best thing, and you'll weaken it. And eventually you will get rid of it, although I am on sort of year three or year four or something, and I've still got it. Have, is it, have you got it bad then, Steve, or not? Or It's not too bad because I've weakened it over the years, but it's actually coming up through the cracks in the paving in my greenhouse, would you believe? So I've actually got it in my greenhouse as well. Right. <laughs> Man. Next time I'm in doing some filming in there, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll film it, make sure it goes on to a little clip uh, on there. Because uh -huh. I know, I know um, allotment diary. Dan's got it in his allotment, you know, wherever that is, up yeah. in Yorkshire somewhere. And Some, it on top of a mountain, I think. Aye, uh, and it's it just looks like if you let it go, it's like rife and it'll be a weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to kind of keep on it all the time. Wow, what a nuisance. Yeah, it is it is quite a nuisance. James Co Co Copley is saying he's recently bought a nectarine tree tree. Do any of you have any tips for getting fruit? Audrey, is this something you might know about? Uh, it is not. I have not one no. fruit tree. Nope. Wow. Right. No, that's no. You should eat your fruit, young lady. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't eat fruit. I said I don't grow. She <laughs> shot right back at us there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> anybody got any tips for a nectarine tree? I've never. It's Don't. on my list as something I want in the new tunnel at the back, uh, but I haven't yet. Um, gone and bought one, and no, I've never grown one either, so mm. I wouldn't have a clue. So, Steve, you're really going to have a farm there, aren't you? That's the idea, yeah. Okay. It's, big, it's big enough, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it is big enough. I I'm just like a bit of variety. Ahead, see if I've got any notes. We've still got some questions, put them in capitals. I'll go to my fancy notes. I did see one where someone was asking, is it too late to sow carrots? And I think this is probably the perfect time to this start sowing carrots. All go now. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of a few weeks' time, like, re-sow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Keep them going. Yeah, re-sow, and they I... never show up. Weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I still sow them in September for over the... Over the winter, I've got a cracking bed of carrots in the polytunnel right now that I sowed last September. I pulled some up today, and they're great big fat things. Uh, they're brilliant. I'll be pulling the rest of them this week, hopefully. Did Were they protected from carrot root fly, Steve, or just in your polytunnel? It was good enough? Just in the polytunnel. There is, there is root fly damage on some of them, I noticed today when I was pulling them. But mm. uh, you could soon peel them out. Because they're such fat carrots, I'm not bothered ever lose a bit off them. Mm -hmm. I did put down, you know, talking. I was taking the mick out of the JB there about these sunflowers. Is when we're doing <laughs> sunflowers, I'm not no JB. Honestly, 
Audrey, are they like a kind of a temperamental thing as well? They don't like the cold, or can I just because now the 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 rope say minor up, you know, as I showed, I think did that which one picture that that one there, the rope that I can I put them in the polytunnel, or do I have to keep them like heated and I, under lights? I keep them a little cared for until I I think of those as like a tomato or right. corn. I'm not putting it out till it's warm. It's a hot weather flower. Mm -hmm. For sure, right. yeah. And when they right. get warm, they shoot up like they they grow so fast. Well, I'll put, they're actually they're still outside at that same position, so I'm gonna have to like put them in the hut, find some space there, and put them in the bloody hole. JB, did you see you you've sown them today? You yeah, <laughs> yesterday. Right, that's all right. So they're in the back garden. So you're away next week, though. So the weekend after, yeah. we should be having some results. Right? <laughs> it was one of those packets where it was only there was only like ten seeds in the packet as well. You know, one of those stingy ones. So I was like, oh god, oh, <laughs> every seed go. counts. Well, actually, Audrey, <laughs> yeah. you—they're the ones you sent us over, which were like a, a oh. lemon sunflower. Oh, nice. So nice. and I think the might. I think there's enough to do maybe another tree. That tree is one of the big ones, Steve. You know, like the probably. Yeah. You know, like a nice big and the good size. So I'm hoping nice equivalent to a sort of three inch pot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, those I'm are hoping, nice. Hoping they're all but, right. But well, you do have some lovely varieties of sunflowers in America. I've seen, and I've been lusting after them for years. The Pro Cut series of sunflowers they're they come beautiful. in a multitude of colors. They're, they're brilliant. I'm I'm growing way more sunflowers this year than is reasonable, but I don't care because they're so pretty. Mm -hmm. oh, I think I want to like, go full on and just, you know, just yeah. emphasize no, I'm, the I'm, yellow. I'm kind of focusing them in wherever I can. I just want to, just quickly, I'll just shoot there. I just want to just stand. Look at Stan's. Tony, I'll give you a melon plant. That'll do for me, Stan, lad. <laughs> Cut out the middle, man. Don't have to waffle on about germination or anything like that. As long as I can beat JB and Steve, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> have we got any more questions? Because how long have we been going? Nearly. It flies over. Right. By the way, just while nobody's talking, can everyone have a look in the top left corner of Tony's picture? He's been decorating the setup there. Look, he's got a little fork and a little trowel up there on the wall. Got them. Where do we get them from? Got them from our little kind of cute little shop round local, to be honest. But I've noticed, have you noticed me telly? It's like flickering above it. I was on for an hour and a half trying to get that flicker. Now, I don't know if you can see this flicker or not, but I can see it. Yeah, just is it a not the light? Bit. Is it the light that's on your board? No, I've, okay. no, I've done all that testings. Yeah, that's flickering too. Uh, yeah, that's. I think it's to do with the hertz of the video, you know, like the hertz 60, 50. But I've tried all settings and I've, then I give up because I'm, I'm just getting frustrated going around in circles. Right, well, Urban White okay. Buffalo Farm is saying he's going to start a banana melon. Now, I haven't got a clue what, what oh, that is. Are, are they? Those are big. Yeah, those are big melons. <clears throat> I've right. never grown one, but they're huge. There we go, then. 
He must have a lot of room because that's a big melon. Uh, I've never D, heard of it. D is really wanting help with her bay tree. I think that's a bay tree. It keeps dying. I've just seen a couple of questions come up about that. Right. Um, I can't grow a bay tree here unless I bring it indoors. So I, after 15 years of pulling it in and pulling it out, I decided, you know, I'll just buy bay leaves. So <laughs> I've got I know, I know. you can, you can grow them. I can't. So I gave we've, up. Sorry. D. I threw in the towel. <laughs> we've got one on our allotment that is absolutely huge. It must be 20, 30 feet tall now. And it's really annoying because it completely shades half my plot. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine one. They seem, uh, they seem indestructible. This one is anyway. Oh yeah, very they're not, destructive. They're not, against, they're not against a blinking chainsaw, they're not. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Tara's asking. Um, I want to try and avoid carrot root fly. What height do I need to to raise a barrier to, Steve? I would say. Um, a good couple of foot up because you want your carriage to grow up a good couple of foot and then you want the covering over the top as well i mean there is this fallacy that they don't grow up they don't fly above a foot and a half but i've never seen a carrot fly with a tape measure and if a bit of wind <laughs> comes and lifts them up that's it they're over your barrier and then your, your plants are infected so you want the netting up the sides a good two foot so the plants can grow inside and then over the top as well well, I'm hoping the bed I've got them in is actually high enough, but I'm just going to take Steve's advice there because it's good advice and still going to net it round, even though it's kind of... Yeah. It's, you seal know, it's, it off completely. Uh -huh. Would... Do you see... When you say seal it off, do you do the roof as well, Steve? Well, I've got the lids, haven't I, for, for my boxes. I've got the carrot boxes that... I've got the mesh sides all around. And then I've got the lid, which has also got a mesh on it. That goes on the top. So the rain can still get in to water them, but mm -hmm. the flies can't. But even then, still one or two of them manage to get in every year. Uh, I never have a 100% clean harvest. They still get in somehow. Mind you see, Charlie Dowden lifts his fleece there, pulls them up, and they're perfect. Do you know what I mean? It's like not a bloody a one on his carrots. Well, I don't know how many takes that takes, but you know, you never die. <laughs> now, hey, you behave yourself, eh? <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but you know, I've never ever seen a, a, a clean carrot harvest ever. You don't, you just don't. It just doesn't happen to my mind. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't get carrot root fly on our plot, and I don't no. know why. <laughs> I can't germinate carrots, but uh, like. Everyone that I have managed to pull, it's, it's been carrot root fly damage free. So you've got no little kind of marks in the carrot, you know, like that kind of little trace mm. of black. Oh, well, very good. Wow. I know, it's strange, isn't it? it? I mean, we've got quite a lot of allotments around as well, so they they must be around. But um, maybe it's just because I'm so bad at growing them, they don't know where my plot is yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Has he grown any? Has he? Has he? Has he, has he nah. It's probably easier just to grow to something, isn't it? Or did you get carrot fly over there? You must do, do you? Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading the comments. I my mind just. 
blanked out. <laughs> uh, I do not struggle with carrot root fly, no. But my raised beds are quite tall. So I don't know if that's, I mean, the shortest one is 30 inches high. So, and I had beautiful carrots last year. So, mm -hmm. don't know. Disneyland. <laughs> that's right. Put your ears on if you want to come garden here. <laughs> no. Someone. I Beacon One is asking, Audrey, this was just as you as well there. Could I grow sweet corn in just four in a square? Good question. Yeah, sure you can. There you go. See, JB straight on that. Like, <laughs> kind of. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing, depending on how windy it is around where the four are, you might want to take a little paintbrush and wiggle it in the uh, stalks a little to make sure it gets germinated, but I don't think you'll have any trouble. So you could even, because four is not many, do you know what I mean? So you, you're still... Exactly. No, I'm um, setting up some uh, small beds for uh, two little children that are uh, kind of close to us, and they're going to be growing four uh, popcorns um, in mm. their beds. And they're just gonna, and it's gonna grow beautifully because I've done that before. Joanne Patton, I think we asked this question last week as well. Um, do I need a hard enough plants from from home to greenhouse like tomatoes and chilies? JB, how do you? Because chilies are a fixed <coughs> thing, especially when I grow them. I kill them within like thirty minutes <laughs> of taking them out outside. How how how's your process from? soft mother nature kind of coziness up to like brutal hard <laughs> you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah, how, do you, how do you do that transition do you just wait 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 mine are, mine are um, I tend to because I don't grow them too early one of the things is you don't want them getting too big too quick so because I keep my I start mine kind of mid-feb so at this time I can still move them around the house easily it's not like you've got Mm -hmm. massive massive pots um and for the first i kind of harden them off over about one or two weeks and it's i just put them outside in the day and then i start leaving them out later into the night in in the garden so last night they were out there till about 11 o'clock uh, midnight and then i brought them back in so now they're getting on they've sort of had the the first week or two of just sun and it you you know when it's starting to work because their leaves will darken and they they thicken mm -hmm. as well they a bit more leathery um so it's really yeah. visible um and you you've got to yeah if you put them from a, a nice indoor relatively low light or just a windowsill um straight into full sun all day and then nighttime temperatures they they it might not kill them but it will they'll spend two or three weeks just kind of going oh i don't know what to do and not not, not actually growing and it just yeah. kind of sets plants back a little bit i'm not too sure about tomatoes so well i think you've just I just described what I did totally, you know what I mean? Just like straight up there, big frost, bang, lost a lot. So it's, I tell you what, I'm not impatient, but I'm like, that does yes, seem are. a little bit kind of hard work, Jib. You know what I mean? The, like mm. putting them in, it's 11 o'clock at night, right? Bring them in. I, I suppose that's what you've got to do to get a good chilli though. Is that right? Well, you there's you can you can sort of harden them off lazily um, if you've got like a, a week of really cloudy weather, 
um, Chili Chump did a video on this amazing Chili Grow YouTube channel. Yes, um, I'm subscribed. If you've got a, yeah, he's yeah, great. If you've got a, he's really, really good. And if you've yeah. got a week or two of really cloudy, kind of overcast weather this time of year, it's probably okay. Um, the nighttime temperatures might still be a little bit, you know, one to watch, but they they won't get that horrible sun sunburn kind of sun shock. So that's one way to do it. So is that is that a, sorry? I know we're going on about chilies there. But it's just because it's like it's all kind of, not new to us, but kind of new to actually how to grow them. It's just as bad for a sun shock than a cold snap. It's really counterintuitive, isn't it? I I didn't really know this until relatively recently, but um. Yeah, you've still got to warm chili peppers up quite slowly, especially if they've been in grow lights. And this year I started off, I had a fancy new grow light for the first time. And last year I had a piddly little T5 type thing. So this year I started, it's got a dimmer on it. And, you know, each day I was turning it up a little bit more, a little bit more, and it got to about 50%. And the plants weren't growing that much. And I was like, oh, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit weird. Um, and then they started going a bit purple. And um, I, I realized that it's just way too much light for them at that early stage because mm -hmm. um, it's such a powerful light they, they just need a bit more time to get to get up to speed sort of thing because um, it mimics the, the seasonal pattern of you know sun and the introduction of a season even in the hot climates um you're still going to have sun kind of changing its level of intensity as the season progresses mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's silly That's... you think that yeah they want 40 degrees yeah. celsius and they're fine they're really heat loving but no you do have to them a little bit at the start for sure is steve is was that the same then for tomatoes as well do you think oh because that's the first i've heard you know like the sun damage to be honest yeah it is it um mm -hmm. you, you know you are looking after a, a plant um that's just grown and emerged from seed and it's all kind of sappy and willowy until it's got out there in the weather, until it's learned to resist wind because it's strengthened up, until it's got used to the sun that's out there, until it's got used to water constantly raining down on it if it's an outside tomato. It's all willowy and wispy and sappy. And I mean, I picked up some tomato plants today in the greenhouse to move them, and these things are about two and a half foot tall, and the stem just bent right over and touched the bench. <laughs> Once it wasn't being supported by the tomatoes that were around it, mm -hmm. but they'll they'll need some hardening off and some strengthening up before they go to get planted or before they get moved uh, to my polytunnel, which is why I was moving them today to start that process off. So, yeah, they're they're just very wispy and willowy, and they need toughening up. Yeah. It's a really good point about the wind as well, especially if you've got chilli seedlings. It's a really good idea to have a fan on them if they're oh, in the for Put Audrey there. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, GB. I had, I had Audrey on there. <laughs> Audrey was doing your voice. I was with you. I was with you. <laughs> you've got loads of stuff growing indoors, right, Audrey? You must have to do a lot I do. Of I think, I think almost, off. yeah, I think almost everything has to be hardened off. Like I've had, uh, I have a table uh, on our deck and I've had all my brassicas that are ready to go in. I have some onions there right now. Anything that's going in this week has been there for in and out for about the last 10 days. Because hmm. I think they all do. And I do have fans going on the inside of the house. But, you know, they, they just aren't as strong as they are once they get out in natural um, 
the natural situation. I mean, that's the yeah. light is strong. Even when it's cloudy, the light is stronger. Uh, winds blow, rain falls. I mean, I think yeah. everything does better with a little hardening. Even flowers, I think they do a little better. Yeah, they so, do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How how important then, Steve, in the gardening circle of life is hardening off? It's very important. I mean, you've looked after your seeds, you've chosen them well, you've paid for them, you brought them out, planted, watered them, looked after them, potted them on. You're doing all this work with them. And then at that last second, you take them out of the house and go and plop them in the ground and wonder why they die. So yeah. if you don't get this right, I mean, today I've moved my tomato plants, as I was saying, from one propagator, which is set at around 25 degrees, and I've put it onto a heat mat, which is set at around 16 degrees to lower the temperature. So those plants are slowly getting used to the outside. Whilst outside in my polytunnel and at the plot, the temperatures are warming up there. And when the two come together and meet, that's the time to plant them out or take them down to the allotment. Man, Do you see what I did there? Bloody, all bloody good stuff. Eh? I think, what time have we got there, literally? One hour and twelve minutes. You think that's that's enough? That's a wrap, isn't it? I think we've done. Can I, can I ask one more? Oh, question? look at him! You see this knee stopping him once he once he goes. He's away. Man. I know. He's, he's up all night. He's kidding. He'd be gaming for bloody drinking bloody I energy drinks. That's what it is. You've been on the energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's coming from John Burroughs, and he's asked if he can grow sweet corn in thirty liter buckets or containers. Which I'm interested in because I've just got my hands on some 30 litre buckets. Um, and if I could do sweet corn in those, I'd be a very happy boy. Audrey? I'd say, why not? Uh, it, 30 litres, that's like 16 gallons. I mean, that's a big bucket. You could you could probably get, I don't know, eight, eight or ten stalks in there. Eh? Surely not. not. That's, 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 not? Wrong. that's 30, 30 litres, that's about... Uh, about five yeah. gallons, isn't it? Oh, five gallons. Okay, that's, yeah, that's much smaller yeah. than. So you I would want some people do potatoes in. You could probably get five in there. Mm -hmm. I'd give it a shot for sure. That's no, wait, don't idea. you guys grow a lot of potatoes in 30 liter buckets? Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. mine. And that's a five. I don't think that's, that's more like eight gallons, maybe. I made of overs. We need that's... some handy charts and some. You know, yeah, we, we do. You know what I mean? We come I, across I this every because... every week. We're stumbling. We, we, <laughs> someone needs. I need to kind of delegate okay, this job. I Audrey, will do it. This should I be this one should one be your before. job. I know because I'm the problem <laughs> child here. Um, <laughs> I, my my first thought is why not? Uh, first of all, I would sure give it a shot, but just make sure you plant them so that they can be fertilized from any direction because, you know, like in a square or in a, you know, pyramid or, you know, something that uh, yeah. allows them to be, but I think there would be no reason that it shouldn't work. So JB, just before then, so if you plant them in your tubs, would you be putting them in soil or just leaving them on like hard surface? Yeah. On some grass somewhere probably, or a, a bit of wood or something <laughs> i've got a lot of areas of the plot like that where i can't really use it for a bed but i could stick a pot there for why it. couldn't that's what i've because there does seem just jumping the gun here there does seem a lot of grass on your plot 
So why yeah. can't we just put the cardboard down and the compost on top and then start like that? I'm converting a lot of it. So I am converting a lot of the paths into more beds. Um, and I've got a strip at the back behind the orchards. But I think I'm going to use that for soft fruit. Um, but I've got so, like a big area next to the shed where just like all the wood and all this stuff goes. And I've got a little seating area. I'm like, who needs to sit down? You can grow stuff. And you exactly. can grow stuff there exactly. instead. So, uh, yeah, I'll, pro I'll probably convert that into a bit more of a growing area with pots. So you know, they'll be kind of going on like a hard surface almost if it's going on the grass. The, the roots will not really kind of penetrate into the soil. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. It'll be so in those... Um, yeah, no, I was going to ask Steve then. Steve, that must be mean you've got to just, like, water, like, hell and back. Well, uh, what was that? Sorry, I was I was reading comments. <laughs> I was doing a laundry. He was but, sleeping. No. So, JB, yeah. see, we're after the hour, and the, the old timers have to get to bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, JB's going to do, or is keen to, like, heard this where you can plant in tubs of sweet corn. They're going on like a hardish surface where maybe the roots won't go into the soil. Right. You must have to just stay like constantly water. Yeah, Sweet until corn. the water's coming out the bottom. So make sure it's coming out the bottom before you finish watering. Make sure mm -hmm. it's soaked yeah. right through. But have you got you have to water handy, JB, on your plot? Yeah, we got, we got, uh, I don't like to use it as a rule, and we're on clay, so I rarely have to. But we have not had any rain all April, so my water butts are all dry um, from the gutters. So, yeah. But don't you well, have to do? Been. Don't you have to water heavily with anything that's in a container? Yeah, I think so. Generally, mm -hmm. yeah. And the same is true for raised beds as well, right? Yeah. Raised beds are thirstier. But I just, yeah. I, I would, I'm going from the angle. Sweet corn's one of them greedy ones that, a bit like yeah. celeriac, you just you've got to just. So I'd be interested to actually find that out if it kind of works. And obviously you're going to come across the, what Steve's saying, you know, like the wind topples them. It, you know, they might get a bit wobbly if it gets, a, especially if it gets a light and it doesn't get watered, that bucket's going yeah. to be light to like topple over. But it's, it's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, it'd be interesting to see if that you can pull that off, JB. You're, you, we'll give it a go. Could, yeah, well. It's badges that are going to be the main problem, I think. Oh, it's shit, right. Right. wild for, for corn so i'll have to figure out some badger proofing <laughs> put it on the roof of the shed <laughs> well we have done now one hour 18 minutes mummy back's getting sore wow. i need to take oh, the old now. Take. <laughs> <Girl> Sorry, <man. laughs> so a big thank you to everyone in the chat it's been lovely to have you there so if we've missed your questions please come back next week that would be fantastic we unfortunately have not got jb he's he's off i think he's got a a gaming competition down you know what i mean like <laughs> but uh, we there have will be, there will be news on you know uh, have a look on instagram and my youtube community page because hopefully there'll be some news to share it should be an exciting mm -hmm. well we have eli coming on from eli and kate is stepping in for jb next week as well so we're looking forward to that We'll have to dress up there, you know what I mean? Be on our best behaviours. I going to say, get there. your game on. Come on. So, yeah. yes, be fantastic. <laughs> Looking forward to that. We'll manage. Right then. So, I will see everyone next week, apart from you, GB. Look after yourselves. Thank you for coming into the chat. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Bye -bye. Take good care. Yeah. Doodle pip. <laughs>